So I posted a story today on Facebook after a while of not not participating uh, online about um, a story, something that uh, that happened to me today throughout the day that I thought was pretty pretty miraculous in its own little way and I kind of wanted to share it also um, here and it has to do with something that I've spoken about um, quite a lot in the past in different settings I don't know if I would say extensively but it's a subject that is beginning to become more and more present and more and more relevant let's say in my practice and um, something that I'm learning about quite a lot which is grief um, because as it turns out um, first of all I'm going through a very very profound grieving process and um, second of all I think as it turns out that there's uh, so much more to grief so much more value and so much more to learn and to understand about grief than we give credit, than, than we allow um, that I just, yeah, I think it's worth talking about so the story is that today um, I woke up and there was a message on my phone my roommate sent me a message, sent me a message saying that um, she had broken a glass and she was miserable about the fact that she had broken a glass and she wanted to replace it and I didn't really see what, what the big deal was I don't really care that much about the glasses <laughs> except for one um, my mother passed away a few months ago and for me it's not just the passing of the person who was closest to me in life um, it's also the fact that she was my family. She was my only next to kin. And so uh, I'm experiencing this right now as a kind of double loss. The loss of my mother and also the loss of my family. And my mother used to make me, when I would go visit her, uh, she would always make me a glass of chocolate milk in the morning on, on weekends and so she had this special glass and she would make the chocolate milk for me uh, in that glass and I loved my glass and it was mine and nobody else could use it mm. and I loved my mother's chocolate milk uh, and I always felt like a little girl when I would drink the chocolate milk and it always tasted really really delicious and she knew how to make it really really well and I actually thought that uh, ever since I was a little girl I would watch her make it and I would always be amazed at how good it, it was and so um, when she died a few months ago one of the first things that I that I took from uh, her apartment was the glass and I brought it I brought it home uh, with the idea of once in a while having some chocolate milk and so I asked my roommate not to use that glass you know I told her it had um, it had some meaning and I realized it was kind of crazy <laughs> to ask her not to use that glass but yeah that was my glass and that happens to be the glass that broke it, it was a very thin glass it was big but kind of with very thin glass and so it was likely to break and today it broke 
And when I went into the kitchen and I saw that that was the glass that broke, I uh, experienced a lot of pain. And it's always strange to get upset, to see myself get upset about something like that. Because for me, objects are just objects and um, I don't always understand my attachment to them. But I realize that there are, there are a number of objects that I'm actually very, very attached to. <clears throat> that I give a lot of meaning and importance to. And so I was very upset when I saw that the glass was, uh, was broken and I felt um, like there was nothing that could make my upsetness go. I felt kind of inconsolable and I understood that on some level I was upset because, um, because of my mourning process because it was just yet another, you know, another, uh, another aspect or part, let's say, or piece of pain that I had to feel um, of the loss of my mother. So I got really upset and I kind of came into my room and I meditated and I tried to kind of just feel the upsetness and feel it away and it, and it wasn't going away and then at one point I, I went out to the street and kind of decided to get distract myself and then I I went to the cafe and there were some friends sitting there and I sat with them and I told them about the glass and uh, about how I was upset and they uh, they suggested maybe uh, it would be a good idea to buy a new one and that was it was like a kind of a symbol of, of renewal of something new and uh, yeah I agreed and I thought it was a good idea and I kind of was trying to read into uh, the glass breaking and understanding what it meant and what it was and I just thought, well, it's I guess it's an opportunity to feel my anger and feel my grief it's just another opportunity to, yeah, to do the grieving but it didn't make the grief go away it didn't make the... it just kind of, I felt like I was stuck in, in a sort of frustration and childish despair so I went and I bought a nice large glass and I brought it home and then I got even angrier because I just felt like that glass was bullshit like I didn't feel like it was um, consoling me it wasn't making me feel better at all on the contrary it was, it was actually making me feel worse I was getting angrier and angrier and I thought you know, I, I really just want to like smash this glass against the wall and uh, when I lay down, um, when I was in a very, very bad mood, and so, uh, and I fell asleep. And then suddenly, you know, when, when you fall asleep, you take a nap, and then suddenly you kind of <gasps> wake up like, <gasps> mm. and I heard like this voice in my head that said, like, wake up, wake up, go to the kitchen, um, take that bottle that you have. In the drawer that you've never used, that plastic water bottle, um, and use that to make the chocolate milk. Now, what I forgot to say before about the story is, is that my mother always made a really, really amazing chocolate milk, and I could never get it right ever since, 
you know, I came back here with my, with the glass. I just, the chocolate milk never tasted right. And so I heard that message in my head that was telling me that it, it's not that my attachment wasn't really to the glass, it was more to the chocolate milk. <laughs> that what was special and important about the glass wasn't the glass, it was the chocolate milk in it. Um, and so suddenly I saw myself making the chocolate milk with this water bottle that you can, you, you know, you can shut, you can like close because it has a lid and you can shake it really, really, really well. So the chocolate milk comes out like foamy and, and, um, really tasty. And that's what I did. And I had the chocolate milk and it felt, it felt right. And so my, my despair finally kind of dissipated. Um, and I really saw a message there. Like I really, I really understood the, the message that I was sent suddenly when I woke up that, uh, it's okay to be upset at the fact that my glass broke. It's okay to be sad about it. But the glass breaking is just, um, a change. And really what I'm after is the essence, which in this case um, is the chocolate milk. And the chocolate milk can be much better if I put it in the bottle and I give it a good shake. Um, and so because, thanks to the fact that the glass broke, that's what led me to try something different for the chocolate milk and have a much, much better version of it. all of the story with the glass and the chocolate milk um, was really um, also to remind me because I've been thinking a lot about grief and what that is entailing for me and the consequences of that um, that grief is a lot more than just feeling pain and loss grief is essentially a profound transformation Grief happens when we lose something or someone. So we can have enormous grief and we can have, you know, smaller, more symbolic um, grieving experiences. It's the experience of loss. Now, ultimately, I believe that we never really truly lose what is ours. Our essence, our love, our, our connection, our our heart, we never really lose it. We think we do. We feel like we do. I'm telling you, I'm feeling that very, very strongly. But I don't believe we actually really do. Uh, it's always there. And so, let's say that we lose things, or I believe we lose things on a certain level, but profoundly, deeply, we don't really lose them. They just transform. Uh, they turn into something else. Or they, they change form, so, you know, the glass breaks, but the essence remains the same. Um, but in that, um, that's in, in that process, when things break in order to transform, and when we feel like we've lost something, we transform as well. And that transformation is inevitable. There's something inside us that needs to readjust. 
to a new reality and, uh, and, and that needs to connect to a part of us inside that maybe we didn't know in the past. Um, so grieving is a profound process of transformation, of metamorphosis. I hope that's the way it's said, metamorphosis. And, of course, that's scary because we, we don't know what's on the other side of change, you know. And so the thing about that also is that when we are in that process of transformation, it's, it's not only uncomfortable for us, it's uncomfortable for our surroundings. And that's when all kinds of questions come in on how each one of us experiences our grieving process. I know that in the past I've had a lot of grief for many different reasons and I haven't known how to cope with my grief and I haven't fully accepted the changes that have been happening within, like inside of me. I've denied them and I've been very complacent with the outside world who preferred kind of to um, maintain the status quo of things because change is too scary and uncomfortable, especially when yeah, it comes in the form of loss. So, so people don't always know how to contain us in our grief. Not just because it, you know, it's it can be heavy, but also because it's different. It's a different side of us, and people don't always know what to do with it. And so the question sometimes becomes: What do I do? Do I? Um, do I fully commit to what I'm feeling and what I'm and how I'm transforming and what I'm experiencing? Or do I comply to the outside world because I don't want to be alone in what I'm feeling and because it's too painful? Mm, and I am absolutely convinced without the shadow of a doubt right now <laughs> that uh, that it's much healthier to to really sit with it, to sit with what, with the transformation that that I'm undergoing, um, no matter what, no matter what, uh, and that's difficult. It's not easy. It's not easy because things on the outside are going to change, and they change, um, and you see things in people sometimes. Um, fade away and you see other things and other people kind of come closer and it's always very surprising and of course it comes with a whole lot of emotional luggage and <laughs> it's really really not easy but but it's much healthier than to ignore what we're feeling for the sake of you know making things be okay um and staying in the comfort zone um, and not make other people uncomfortable or you know just not not delve into things that are too painful for us to look into um, that that I know is is dangerous and it bites you in the ass no matter what you do I'm sure of that if you don't experience your grief, your transformation, your metamorphosis, your change, if you're not paying attention to it, if you're not listening to it, 
it will bite you in the ass. It's gonna come back at you one way or another. So, um, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not easy. It, it really isn't because the world is not really designed um, for grief. It doesn't really give much space to it. So we don't know how to give space to it. Um, but also, I mean, I feel like also leaving a, a, this with um, bringing light into what I'm saying, which is again going back to the story of the chocolate milk, uh, which is what I wrote today on Facebook, <laughs> which is what inspired me now to talk about this now, is that um, even though when we do commit to our grieving process and we can get really, really lost, um, we can feel very, very lonely and afraid, when we remember that it's simply a transformation and when we know that our, our, our um, <clears throat> that the people that we have loved uh, when we know that that they've simply transformed uh, or that the things that we've loved yeah, are simply transforming and that we are transforming with them um, it makes it a little bit easier to breathe in the in the times when it's particularly challenging. I hope I haven't made this episode too convoluted. Um, yeah, I hope I was able to convey what what I wanted to say, especially for anyone who may be going through a process of grief. If anything, to remind you that uh, not only is it okay to feel whatever it is that you're feeling, but it's also super important to be paying attention to what it is you're feeling. Um, and this doesn't mean that you have to isolate yourselves. So not not what I mean to say. It just means that um, that if you compromise. Uh, the space that you need then then you will you know it, it will cost you afterwards it will, that will be with you um, and then well afterwards you know it is what it is each one experiences it in a different way and at a different pace and you know there's there are, I don't think there are any rules for that but um, whatever it is and however it, however it shows itself to you, accept it and um, be with it. It's really important. And that's it. That's all I have to say for tonight. And I'm, um, I'm sending you a lot of healing energy. I'm also sending it to myself. And maybe if you're feeling down for any reason and you like chocolate milk, you know, go to the kitchen or or even go to the store and get yourself a little carton of chocolate milk and that'll make your heart feel better